I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Hand right hand. Frank, I appreciate you coming on today. Hey, man, anytime. Thanks for having me. I had to write it down. I don't generally, for the life of me, I was trying to call you Frank Hanoran <laughs> all day, and the R was messing me up. And then I was, uh, my favorite movie, Catch Me If You Can, as uh, another Frank, so that was messing me up. But here we are. I think I got it right, and uh, we appreciate you on today. No worries. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, doing games and broadcasting and you come across names and you butcher it and i have never really had a problem with people butchering my name so hand or hand hand or hand it doesn't matter to me so <laughs> or hand ready have you seen that movie uh catch me if you can sure oh yeah oh yeah abignail right is the last name abignail that's, abignail. that's right. yeah that's right yeah. yeah that was great uh frank we started playing the birthday game on fridays uh so we've We've taken famous people for the week. We'll take a guess and see how close you get. We okay. started this first last week. Uh, Chris Lingbach from 106.7 and Brandon Dar were on. He was very excited. He did very well. He crushed Brandon and was very proud of it. <laughs> okay. Matt Groening of the Simpsons fame birthday this week. How old is Matt Groening? Oof. Uh, 58. 67. Oh, okay. That's uh, Jane Seymour has a birthday this week. How old do you think Jane Seymour turned? Ooh, 79. 70. Dang, okay. 70. Mm. Let's see who we got to go. Uh, Ice-T has a birthday. This oh, week. wait, now, I saw this, so does this... Are you, you got this one? I think I have it. I know he's early 60s. 62. 63. Oh, okay. It is it is Lupe Fiasco's birthday this week. Uh, and before you guess his age, I saw an interesting interview with him the other day. Uh-huh. He was talking about going to Jay-Z's house, and Jay-Z had a monopoly boy. They played Monopoly with real money at Jay-Z. <laughs> for, what, for whatever that's worth. Uh, Lupe yeah. Fiasco. I'm going to say he's 35. 39 for Lucas. I'd ask you, Michael, I'm guessing you've got Michael Jordan's birthday. It was his birthday this week. He's 58. He is 58. And one last, we'll we'll finish with uh, John Travolta had a birthday this week. Ooh, uh, 73. No, 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 no. 68. 67. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Nice uh three wins in a row for the wizards i think you said it was the first time since 2018 did i see that incredible right but they're on a roll yeah is this what we should be expecting was it really the time that they needed to gel i mean is this what we should be looking forward to or is this an anomaly i think that they were supposed to be a lot better than they have been record wise i've always sort of kept that faith and um I really felt like they were at least a 500 ball club. So I would say that this is more of what I expected. Um, they hit a really bad patch there for sure. COVID did not help them whatsoever. Uh, I'm not in the excuse making business. I still don't care who's out there on the court. As long as you 
represent represent yourself in a good old school fashion, which at times I felt like, geez, this team is just, I have no idea what their identity is. But now that they've got everybody back, there is starting to be a little bit of what I expected at the start of the season. In fact, in terms of Rui's coming along, Russell, we know we're going to get from Westbrook. Beal is an all-star starter, finally. And it's just those other pieces that have got to be inserted. And I, I think it's disappointing to see guys like uh, Brown still struggling. Um, so, Which, by the way, better. amazes me. Yeah. I never understand that with Brown. I really had expected so much more from him. Yeah, I know. And it's the first so round pick, more. and they picked up his option. So, you know, I felt like they should have put in guys like Wagner and Matthews earlier. And then finally we saw them put them in, and you see what happens. Just those little energy effort guys can make a big difference, I think. And, and certainly Troy Brown Jr. is not one of those guys. So <laughs> that's why he's not playing. But you mentioned you, Matthews. He's going to get paid, right? Oh, yeah, he's getting paid another year. But to your question, I think this is more of what we expected. Beating teams like Denver at home would have been expected at the start of the season. So it's good that they've done stuff like that because it was a little shaky there, right? That Knicks game, I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? (laughs) Even without Beal. And and they miss Thomas Bryant a lot too, don't they? Forgot about him, right? Absolutely. I totally forgot about him. So now that they're getting healthy – Everybody's back in the fold. I, I truly think that they can make a run at the postseason without a doubt, even though they're what, eight and 17? Yeah. Well, yeah, I looked at the next 10 games. They've got a shot to go 500 the next 10 games. Yeah. Particularly if Bryant's not going to be playing or uh, Davis won't be playing for the Lakers. Yeah, right. Yes. And they get Portland, who's very beatable, even though they got Dame Lillard. They get Denver again. They face the Lakers, they face the Clippers. But yes, now we actually feel like going into these games, they have a chance as opposed to a week ago, we were like, yep. this thing's over. So it's good to see them rebound. I give them credit for that. Absolutely. It feels like Dane Lillard might be the only man more disrespected than Bradley Beal, right? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> that awesome. He just doesn't get nearly enough credit. Yeah. He needed his bread. He's awesome. Uh, and finally, Beal got his just due. And sometimes you go through these stages of where you're not getting the respect like last year and people woke up and they said look at this guy in dc okay their record isn't that great but he's 35 plus a game guaranteed almost every night which is incredible and i always feel like he could be better like that's what's scary because remember a couple years ago with lillard we were like yeah he's really good but we sort of expect more of him and he took that step and he's taken that leap and with beal and i heard him say this yesterday he's working on shooting from further out which is going to be scary if he can do what Lillard does right (laughs) Frank it's interesting you were talking about uh shooting there and and that would be scary Hmm. I think it's hard for people to understand how far away that three-point line is in the NBA for for the average fan that's not out on the court and does I mean literally the average person's using two hands and, and chucking shots up and, and they're stroking on a regular basis out there. It's, yeah. it's No, I, I'll say this. I think a year ago I went down to um, Verizon center and we had like a little a media game there. And I always shot threes when I was in high school. And this was when I was 20 feet. Right. And they're shooting from 23, 24. It is unbelievable. And you really have to, 
for me, I have to give it a little more oomph than I ever had before. And only until the game, we actually had like a little scrimmage, like warming up, it was a struggle. I mean, I was barely touching rim and, and all this, and I really got more of an appreciation. During the game, I was a little better in terms of shooting it. But yeah, to see the guys at the line and now to see them going three, four feet behind it. 35. That, that's what's crazy. Yeah, without, <laughs> without question. It's, 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 it's mind boggling, really. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see Mo Wagner getting some more time. He's got something to him, right? Yeah, I love that kid. And again, you're not going to get 20 points out of him, but what you're going to get is 11 points, three charges, two steals. He gets under people's skin. I mean, I couldn't believe the stat that Rui Hachimura had only taken two charges in two years in the NBA. And like Wagner's doing it twice in a game. So it's those right. little things that he does. And that's what I, I like to see. So I was stunned when he wasn't getting any PT. Uh, and, and, and you saw what happened when they put him in the starting lineup. Started winning. They're 3-0 since they put him in the starting lineup. So there's got to be something to it, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, and we were talking about this last week, uh, the team is really, really young. And, and I don't think maybe we stopped to think about it. And you mentioned it earlier with the COVID that they kind of had to shut down for two yeah. weeks early on. Yeah. And guys like Avdia, who you know is a rookie, and Hachimura, who battled with some injuries last year, really have not had a ton of time in the league. Uh, so it might be that we're just getting into a rhythm of things, right, guys, needing that experience. And I hope so. And here's the one thing that to piggyback on your point about the three-point line. There are many instances which you see with players is that they don't understand how tough it is in this league. They, they get in it and it's like, oh my God, holy smokes. And you see a lot of young players struggling with that where it is this grind and to be able to withstand it and to compete at that level every night. Because you'll see guys you know, drop 30 points and you'll be like, who the heck is that? And then never hear from them again because everybody's capable, right? These guys are so good. Anybody's capable of doing it. What will separate everybody, and this is what separates the good teams from the bad teams, and this is where I want to see the Wizards get to, is that it's just every single night the level is, is up here as expected. And rookies like Adia, Rui, maybe will finally get it at some point. When that clicks and you got to realize this is what is expected every game, then you, you take your game to a, a different level. So that's what I want to see here in the second half of the season from these young guys. Now that everybody's healthy and everybody's in tuned, it can be done. Like that's why I have faith to your point. That's why I have faith as well. That once you kind of realize what you're capable of doing and what's expected, then it all sort of falls into place. Frank, uh, Westbrook is a different kind of character. And he, I mean, he <laughs> brings a level of energy and intensity that I don't know that we've had on any of the sports teams in the district in quite some time. I wonder if you'd tell us just a little bit about what that's like. Yeah, I wish um, I could bottle up his energy and his want. I'm still a little, the, the not playing it back-to-back sort of irks me a little bit. Uh, I would love to get into the science of that at some point, but that's another to- topic another day. But uh, when he was in Oklahoma City, right, after Durant left, he basically had a roster less talented than the Wizards right now. And they were over 500 and into the playoffs in the West. So his uh, willingness to continue to compete at such a high level sometimes gets him in trouble. (laughs) It gets a lot of technicals. 
But Scotty Brooks the other night said when they were down 20 to Denver, it was Westbrook that kind of willed them back. And I will never have an issue with his effort. And that is like, that's the best thing to have, right? You're never going to say, you know what? Ah, his effort wasn't there. And that does rub off on younger players. We have seen it in the past with old school guys sort of rubbing people the wrong way in their uh, approach. But I think Westbrook is one of those younger, older players where he understands how to reach younger players. Because let's be honest, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 47 and there was only like one way back in the days to challenge a player. <laughs> there wasn't, it was just like, either you do it this way or that's it. And this is certainly the new NBA where I think Westbrook is almost like the second coach on the squad. And that certainly can help them. And I hope it does moving forward. I think we are starting to see that. Uh, his effort is unbelievable. His decision-making sometimes is questionable, but his effort, you can never question that. What's going to happen with Brooks, do you think? Uh, I think a lot does determine is determined by what happens out here in the next uh, two or three months. He, um, he definitely was in an interesting situation the last couple of years, but it doesn't matter in this league. You see coaches getting let go. The Pacers made the playoffs last year, right? And they were like, yeah. they, they had extended Nate McMillan, and they were like, this just isn't the right fit. So I think a lot of it will have to do with how they finish. I also think a lot of it has to do with what Beal and Westbrook think, quite frankly, because this is a player's league. And if Beal and Westbrook love Scotty Brooks, the management may be like, you know what, let's, let's give him a three-year deal and see what happens. But personally, I, I think sometimes it's just better to bring in a new voice, new direction. I thought he was teetering a week ago. Like, I was like, what are we doing here? They didn't look right. very. They didn't look very prepared, very uh, focused. But it's amazing how things can change. <laughs> so, to answer yeah. your question, I would say let's see how they finish. Let's see how the players respond. Let's see what the players say about them. But if I was the owner, and they did not make the playoffs, or they were a seven or eight seed, I would probably go a different direction. Well, we generally talk football on Friday. We'll start that now. I did want to get your opinion on those Wizards stuff, though, while I had you. Oh, yeah. No uh, they gave Heineke basically, a, you know, a backup contract, uh, which makes me feel like they're not done with quarterback. I mean, do you feel that that's a fair assessment of the situation? Yeah, I don't think they're done. I would, um, I would certainly seek out a veteran quarterback, either if it's Cam Newton or one of those players of that ilk, just to add another element in terms of the quarterback competition. I, I love the Alex Smith story. I really do. I think it's fantastic, but it's time to move on from Alex, in my opinion, just for the simple fact of the clock has already struck midnight in terms of his body. Okay. And remember last year they told us it wasn't related to his uh, surgically repaired leg, but of course it was. We all knew <laughs> the worst yeah. lie since, you know, Ted Cruz going to freaking Cancun or whatever. It's like, come on, you're not, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, it's such a, it's such a, an easy topic to broach and just say, look at the teams in the playoffs last year. Who won the Super Bowl? It's always elite quarterback play. So when I hear critics say, well, Taylor Heineke, 
and the defense could be a Super Bowl formula. I just go, no, I just don't think so. You got to have a really solid quarterback leading you. I'm not saying it's Cam Newton. I'm not saying it's uh, any other free agents out there. Maybe it's a draft pick that maybe you go back to that well in the draft. I don't know. But I don't think you go into training camp with Taylor Heineke and uh, Allen as your guys competing for, for the job. I just can't see that. Uh, and the other option or one of the other options then is Deshaun Watson. Right. Multiple picks and couple players. I mean, yeah. is that, do you, do you give up the farm for a team like this? Do you think, you know, well, there's a lot of picks and a lot of people don't want to do it. And then there's of course, yeah. a lot of people that say, Hey, to your point, without a quarterback, you're just wishing I would. open every year. I would. I mean, look what Carson Wentz got. That was crazy. Not even a first yeah. round, but Houston's going to want three or four number one picks. And this is where you trust your new brass. I mean, they got a lot of decision makers now at Washington football. And if you're willing to do that, which I think Ron Rivera probably is because I'm, I'm sure he's, he's pretty, pretty good at developing and harnessing talent and discovering talent. That's not first round capabilities and making them into first round uh, talent, if you understand what I'm saying. So if I was Washington and I'm looking at my track record, I'm going, yes, let's do all we can to get a guy like that. It doesn't matter. Three first round picks, I would do it in a heartbeat. But again, what is what is Houston doing? Because they said they're not trading him. Even though they got a new coach, yeah. But we've heard that before. We heard Tommy Shepard saying they weren't trading John Wall. So, yeah, sure. I, I think Houston's probably holding out for more than that. But if I'm Washington, I'm, I'm going to be the number one bidder. I'm trying to outbid anybody for his services because this team needs a major uh, facelift in terms of that position and a major facelift in terms of um, interest. Um, I, I've never seen a team lose – it's fan base like this one. And, you know, you can mention the, the nickname changing to like last year, they truly were a generic football team for the most part until the yeah. end they had a nice little run. So if you want to change the culture, change the image, change the whole facade of it, you make a deal like that and you bring in Deshaun Watson. So yeah, curious to see what they do, but they should be a, a, a big time contender for his services if he's available. Where do, you, where do you stand on that Washington football team name? You happy if it stays there? I mean, we know no. I said one more year, Washington football team for sure. Yeah. But you think they need, you need, they need something? Yeah, they need a nickname. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example as to why. It's like merchandise sells. You're not going to sell a generic potato chip, right? You're not going to go and buy. You're going to go want to go get us. Or you're going to go want to get Tostitos. They need a name because you think it's cute. Oh, Washington football team. But in terms of kids and selling jerseys and selling hats, I mean, at, at my local store, I walk by and none of the t-shirts or hats are sold because it just says Washington on it. Like, yeah. I think you need a, a nickname. Um, if it was like tradition, sort of like the overseas soccer, sure. But they, they need a nickname just for the younger generation. Uh, I think it's just too generic. And those numbers, I just, uh, they need, they need, you don't like the numbers on the helmet? No, I don't. Really? I, I think like for the season, it was fine. Um, 
it's got a nice old school feel, but I didn't feel as though the numbers matched the whole getup. It was just very mishmashy. Just didn't seem like it matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, or like, that's or interesting. Also like have a number on one side and have a logo on the other. Do something different. Like, I think it's too easy to become the Washington football team because it's been thrown out there. Like, yeah, we'll just be the Washington football team. Ooh, this has been considered. Oh, man, I, you need a nickname. If they find a way to win nine or ten games next year, I think they'll stay Washington football. Right. <laughs> I think. Because because really that that's what it's all about, right? I mean, right. you could be oh yeah, you could be the potato chip with no name if you make the best tasting potato chip you've ever had. Yeah, right? so it doesn't matter. Uh, you're only you're only uts with a bad tasting potato chip because you're uts, right? Because <laughs> of brand recognition. And there's so you know everybody's into branding. It's all about branding. It's all about so if they can figure out a way to you know brand the Washington football team, that's great. But that's a hell of a that's a hell of a challenge. Um, to do that and yeah you want to win football games that's your number one priority there's no question but um you know i i truly think they need some sort of some sort of nickname or or a better logo to go with it were you happy with the wizards when they became the wizards no i wasn't i wasn't I, it was a long time ago too but i remember just yeah. thinking the argument about it is sort of lame you could just say it's a bullet train like I understand the bullets and stuff, but they, they honestly had one of the better nicknames in the NBA and they just sort of threw it away. So that was unfortunate. I get it, but of all the names that should have been changed 25 years ago, it should have been Washington's, not the bullets. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, $15 million at guard. That, is that, is that what they're saying? Yeah. yeah, fifteen million. He's a good guy. I, I like him. I saw some some folks talking about how you don't pay a guard that type of money. Um, but again, it's having good people, good players, and and they like him. He's a little bit injury prone. It is a lot of money though for a guard, isn't it? Ooh. <laughs> it is. That, Frank, what you doing? You're still doing the um, updates on WTOP. Yeah, in fact, I'll be there tonight. Or, been, uh, the yeah, doing uh, doing stuff. Yeah, I've been. Uh, let's see, what have I I've been doing? So I've been doing WTOP stuff, um, and then uh, I'm trying to do some more play by play. I was doing a there was a high school tournament here at the St. James, which a lot of uh, with a lot of top twenty five teams in the country playing. So I did some stuff there, but as you know, the landscape is totally changing so um it's an interesting time but yeah for now doing uh some updates on wtop yep mm -hmm. and then I, I saw you were on with uh travis thomas too right oh yeah i was a guest of his yes on on 980 a couple of days ago yeah yeah so yep so trying to stay busy yeah yeah All right. yeah well we appreciate you coming on today man have some fun today yeah thanks man i appreciate it. anytime all right i'll talk to you Thanks, man. Thanks, you too. Now, where are you? Where are you? Where do you live? I'm down in. Uh, hold on, just another way. Yeah, no worries.